Welcome to Relentlessly Authentic Radio, a podcast space where we will explore all the human things. I'm your host, Nicolette Bernardis. I'm a writer, speaker, facilitator, and embodied awakening guide, and I'm here to empower your journey home. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Relentlessly Authentic Radio. On today's episode, I'm going to try out something a little bit different. And yes, I do realize that I'm only in episode five, but this is my podcast and I do what I want. So, <laughs> I mean, it's true, but in, in all seriousness, I am still exploring how I want this all to flow and weave. But the most important thing is that I am flowing and weaving on what feels relevant and significant in this moment. So in today's episode, I'm actually going to be reading a post that I published on my blog back in July of 2020. And the reason is twofold. (laughs) Again, this is Relentlessly Authentic, so I'm going to give you the real. There's another topic that I have been sort of massaging. (laughs) It's got a lot of juice to me. It keeps coming up and these threads that I'm, I'm pulling at and trying to weave into form for you. I have recorded over three hours of audio on it and it just hasn't felt right. And this is not my perfectionism jumping into play. It is... I haven't quite found the pulse of it. I haven't quite found the core of it that is relevant right now. And I I share that with you because it's a bit of how I create and it is um, challenging in a lot of ways, but it's also authentic to me. So challenging in the sense that I don't do well with creating long drawn out plans, you know, 10 weeks in advance of what I'm going to talk about because so much of what drives me and moves me forward is about what is happening within me and around me in a moment that feels true, that feels like it needs to be spoken out loud. And that is how I approach the creation of this project of Relentlessly Authentic Radio as a whole. While I'll have guests on, where we'll have certain topics we're going to be talking about, I don't have a set plan. It's all about learning to embrace the flow and leaning into the discomfort of how unstructured that is, which is the feminine, essentially. And that's part of this reclamation of humanity. This is part of empowering soul, is learning to trust and step into the spaces where I don't know where I'm going, that I'm probably going to get it wrong, I'm going to be messy, and it's always going to be incomplete and imperfect. And learning to be okay with that (laughs) because that's what's authentic to me. And that may not work for everybody and that may not vibe with everybody. And that's part of this exploration is figuring out what is true and what resonates with you and going deeper and deeper and deeper into that. That is what coming home is all about. And a phrase that I love that feels very true to me is I am constantly reflecting in response to the world around me. So as things come up, I take it in, I process it through my own filter, and then I spit it out here to you. And so that's one reason why you're getting a post read to you 
in just a moment is because the idea that I've been sitting with isn't quite there yet. It's not ready to be birthed yet. Though, back in week one, and this actually ties into uh, our third episode as well, a this blog post that I'm going to read, this piece I'm going to read, it the topic of it came to mind as I was recording those episodes. And so because of where we're sitting right now, a couple of weeks out from the election, in a state of, I don't know, I think we're all probably in our own state of being, but it's there's an intensity in the air. This piece is an offering of reflection and sort of a curiosity of what if we shifted our perspective if nothing else changed but the way in which we view things and it was sparked and you'll hear me say this by when I wrote at the time I wrote it when I was reading Mary Magdalene Revealed and for those of you who have not read this book and are on any sort of journey of empowerment and wholeness this has a this is a must read by Megan Watterson it is it's I wish you could see my face right now. It's like, yes. But it was sparked by a quote that had to do with fear losing its voice. And so what I'm going to leave you with before I get into the reading is an invitation to put aside judgments, to notice your reactions or your resistance as I say some of the things that I'm going to be saying and just go back to that curiosity and witnessing how what I'm the words you're hearing are resonating. Let them wash over you. This is a safe space to just be with yourself for a few minutes and witness what comes up, what your reactions are, like what your instinct wants to be, and then go a little bit deeper if it feels true to you. And if it's a no for you, it's a no for you. But this is, with all of my work, it's an invitation to get a little bit closer to you while reflecting through my words and my perspective and deciding what is true for you. This is the journey of coming home is, again, reflecting in response to the world. Information comes in. You have the right. You're part of your sovereignty is that you get to decide what you do with it. You get to choose whether consciously or unconsciously how you're going to respond to it. That's what's in your control. So I hope you enjoy this. I would love to hear your commentary on what came up for you, what questions you might have, what recognition realizations you've had. But also, I'd love to hear if you would like to have me read more of my pieces to you. It has a little different tempo and tone to it, um, but it's something that I enjoy as well and I'll likely do again. So I'd love to hear how this resonates with you. So with that, here is When Fear Has Lost Its Voice. I hope you enjoy. July 31st, 2020, day 12 of 28. Okay, so today this expression came seemingly out of nowhere and somehow everywhere at the same time. The thread I was pulling started from reading Mary Magdalene Revealed this morning over my coffee. 
If you've been following along with me on Instagram, you may have noticed me quoting a lot from Megan Watterson's work. And it's because this book, whew, there's just so much triumphant yes from within. I don't have enough space to write about all that has been sparked by reading this. It's one of those books where I can feel a truth I always knew was there, but never had a language or context to put to it. It grabs me by everything and invites me deeper into spaces I instinctively know, but maybe altogether new to my conscious awareness. And with that, it sparks an inspiration, courage for me to speak on things that I may have been more cautious about in the past, especially out of fear of being misunderstood or worry over crafting an incomplete expression that misses something important which they all really are anyway, as they are just streams of consciousness. The quotes I incorporated today are the type of words that brought tears to my eyes and a vibration through my body that give me a courage to pull at threads and weave together my curiosities and share with you. So yeah, that and today the Hindu goddess Durga came up both in Mary Magdalene Revealed, but also in an oracle card I pulled. And the quote below is from that card that fueled my inspiration today, and that you will hear mentioned when we get to the end of this expression. From the Earth Warriors Oracle, an icon for independence and divine power of the light, Durga is the solar mother who shines light, restores order, and protects the human soul by destroying impurities such as jealousy, hatred, anger, and selfishness. She is creative, inventive, responsive, and powerful. The Sanskrit word Durga means fort, a place that is protected in battle, unable to be overcome. Hmm, I love that. And with that, here is When Fear Has Lost Its Voice. Silence, to me, means the calm quiet that comes when fear has lost its voice. Megan Watterson, Mary Magdalene Revealed. When fear has lost its voice, oof, that line sends a shiver throughout my body. The imagery it brings up, fear as a being with laryngitis, losing its ability to speak vile, hateful, destructive rhetoric out into the world. (laughs) Can you call up a person to mind that you imagine that if they were just unable to speak anymore would leave you feeling the urge to take one of those deep, relaxing and nourishing breaths in and then let it all the way out? As in, you would finally feel safe enough and able to relax. I'm sure that there's nobody like that that you could bring to mind at this moment in time. Now, what if the potential to find that level of peace is not dependent upon someone or something from the outside shifting or shutting up? What if it was fully and wholly accessible within you? What if it isn't really about that person, that group of people out there? Play along with me here, if you will. What if they are just a mirror inviting you to witness a story, an emotion, or a belief you carry and hold on to within, and your reaction to their presence, your judgments, or repulsion of their way of being, for example, is an indicator of a space where some fear or shame resides within. 
or at the very least an area that's ready to have some light shined onto it, to be called up into awareness. What if it were a neon arrow, your reaction that is, attempting to serve you information about you on a silver platter, trying to guide you back to a certain truth, trying to guide you back to you, your power place, your life force, back to soul. Could you entertain that possibility? Could you be curious instead of indignant? Do you want to reject that instinctually? Including these questions I'm asking, the perspective I'm inviting you to reflect on? And if so, perfect. And why? I ask these questions not because of any attachment to you buying into my thought processes, but as a curiosity of what may shift in our collective reality if we changed our point of focus, if we shifted our beliefs, began viewing power as an absolute source accessible to all from within, that there was no scarcity, but instead enough space, resources, time for all. I truly wonder what would be different if we all had the internal space to take this on as a mindset and approach and, or what would stay exactly the same. I really don't know, but I'm curious. And for the record, I'm not saying that societal structures, patriarchy, systemic racism, white supremacy, to name a few, don't exist as a roadblock to our personal sovereignty and safety. They absolutely are real and affect many aspects of our lives, especially how we relate to and with the world. What I'm inviting us to try on for a moment, and again, out of curiosity, is a shift in our point of focus shifting the amount of energy going outward to the system thing or person just for a few minutes let your imagination wander a bit what if everything we humanity as a whole have ever needed to be whole empowered loving and compassionate beings has always been within us never outside of us as we've been conditioned to view it and if we could shift our point of focus inward to what we have control over how we show up how we react What might be different in our reality, or how might we relate to our outer world in a very different way? My reflections come from a foundational belief that we are esteemed from within. Our power comes from our connection to the divine that is within. And that is a power nobody can ever take from us. It's ours to harness. One that we can only ever give away or feel disconnected from. But regardless, it's always there when we are ready for it. And that what we choose, consciously or unconsciously, to focus on, speak on, attach ourselves to, has the power to affect and create our reality. We are that powerful. And just as we can create from a place of fear and scarcity, so do we have the power to create from an empowered space, a space of love and truth and abundance. And there are absolutely roadblocks that make this not as simple as how I'm stating it. I recognize this. Things like being in a state of chronic fight or flight mode as a result of, for example, generations of systemic oppression that have wired our nervous systems to be on high alert. Operating from survival mode, which doesn't leave much room for things like higher consciousness and thriving. It just leaves us fighting for survival. So I get this isn't a snap my fingers and poof. Everything is magically different. But what if we could be open to it being different? 
I deeply believe we all have the capacity to find that space. It's not impossible, despite what has transpired in the past, to lead you to where you are now. It requires a courage and taking the risk of tapping into some dark spaces to begin to clear out and reset what has been. And for some, it's a deeper, darker, longer road, a more exposed and dangerous road, because at the physical level, it's an overhaul, a rewiring of the way we relate to the world, but not an impossible journey. What if we were simply open to risking the vulnerability of it being possible? What potential is on the other side of that unknown? When fear has lost its voice, there is a power in the simplicity of this statement. Fear is one of the most powerful motivators there is, as it goes hand in hand with our survival instinct. And when fear runs rampant, unchecked, without any conscious awareness, it is both dangerous and oftentimes is telling us stories that aren't true. To be blunt, fear oftentimes is a liar, as it doesn't know how to discern true danger from emotional discomfort. Our role as we evolve and grow is to learn the language of this discernment, to bring awareness to the moments when it arises and choose what is true and from there decide how to respond. To be human means to be vulnerable. We cannot escape that reality. And fear has the most power over us, the most potency and potential as a destructive force when we are in an unconscious state of this inherent vulnerability which is another way of saying being human unconsciously. We are dangerous when swimming in this natural state of existence from a lack of awareness and presence, disconnected from self and most destructively disconnected from soul. Being human isn't the problem. Fear isn't the problem. But perpetuating a rejection of our whole humanity, remaining in a low state of awareness and presence and allowing fear to be in the driver's seat as it relates to our behaviors and reactions, that's a problem. Fear is highly contagious. It's easy to amplify and is a powerful motivating force. It's how we harness it that determines the effect it has. Do we escape the discomfort and intensity of the reaction in our body and project it out? blindly react to it? Or do we hold space for it in loving awareness, listen to what it's telling us about what we are perceiving in our present moment, and then transmute it into inspired action? How we respond to it is what dictates the impact it has on our inner state of peace, as well as the impact it has on the world around us, as within, so without. So if fear unchecked and unconscious is the problem, How do we go about the business of shifting? By doing one of the simplest, yet most challenging and confronting things there is. Cultivating a relationship with and learning to be with self. And how do you do this, you may be wondering? By beginning to hold curious, kind, and non-judgmental space for all of you. Looking at who you have been, yes, including the shameful bits, and who you fear you may or may not be. The narratives of not enough or too much that the world has deemed makes you unlovable. All of it. In beginning to call bullshit on what is not true, witnessing the aspects and experience you want to look away from, and embracing yourself with a loving reverence and compassionate accountability. 
By noticing and dismantling the patterns of coping that keep us stuck in these loops of fear, react, fear. It's in creating space within, a pause if you will, to ask, am I in danger or am I uncomfortable? And holding space in that pause for an answer. And then choosing our response from within the pause. Noticing the stories about our sense of belonging and safety in the spaces we occupy. Digging deeper yet and asking where that story came from. And if it is still true, or is it something that in the past you needed to protect yourself but no longer need? This is where the part about calling bullshit on that which isn't relevant anymore becomes really useful. And throughout all, employing radical honesty and acceptance of what is and has been not condoning bad behavior, and also not condemning yourself, but instead holding loving accountability for how you showed up and reacted, beginning to accept what happened as it happened, and from that acceptance processing how you felt or still feel, your response to it, honoring the space those emotions occupy within you as yours and valid, while recognizing that they are not you. They are merely indicators, information about what is happening within you. Your role in the process is to hold space for whatever arises, no matter the level of intensity or discomfort, and trusting that it's okay, even when it hurts like hell. Giving those very emotions the same acceptance that you would want to receive from someone you love, and then giving them permission to move on when they're ready. Becoming a witness and a safe container for reflection, always coming from that foundation of curiosity, kindness, and non-judgment. And in the words of Megan Watterson, And this is what it means to rest in silence, because this is when all those voices, those ideas and stories we wrestle with inside us, the ones that keep us up at night and lead us to believe we aren't worthy of love or of anything good, This is when the whole clamorous riot goes mute. Mary Magdalene revealed, It has never been outside of us, and yet we've looked everywhere out there to no avail, traveled to the ends of the literal and metaphorical earth, searching for it. And all along, it's been in the silence, in that space, those moments where fear loses its voice and all that remains is love. And I'll leave you with one final quote from this magnificent piece of work Mary Magdalene revealed. What's so profound about Mary is that the yes she said to that surge of light that came in the form of an angel within her, a yes she never uttered outside of her, became one of the greatest expansions of love in the history of religions. I nodded in humility to Mary to her courageousness that still left so unacknowledged and uncelebrated. She should be riding a tiger like the Hindu goddess Durga. We don't get yet how powerful it is to be that wide open to the voice of love, to be that present to the light inside the heart, and then to make our life about that union. Megan Watterson. I feel like a bit of a broken record in saying this, but I always mean it. Thank you for exploring along with me. I hope this message met you exactly where you needed it to today. 
I hope you feel witnessed and seen. And if you know of anybody else who has been struggling with the anxiety, overwhelm, inundation of fear during this chaotic time, in all this unknown and uncertainty that we are sitting in, or just dealing with life in general, please, please share this message. Part of me doing this is to get this information out to as many people as possible in support of reclaiming humanity, in support of more safe spaces being created for us to explore what it is that is leading to this overwhelm and anxiety and fear and stress that so many of us struggle with on a daily basis. It's to help us reclaim the wholeness that is within us, but we have to go within. We have to give ourselves that attention and love and acceptance first. So I would love to connect with you. You can join me on Instagram at Relentlessly Authentic. That's where I spend a lot of my social media time. And if you're not already on my newsletter, you can go to NicoletteBernardis.com and subscribe in the footer. I'm playing around with the idea of doing some YouTube videos as well. I already do some Instagram lives that I'm going to start doing more of. So I'm, I'm playing around with different ways in which I can expand upon the content that I speak about here and in a more, a more relaxed way than I already do here, which if, I don't know if that's possible, but just to give a um, more intimate conversation, an opportunity for connection and commentary, especially on live, because then you can ask questions and put comments in that may help spark the next conversation, the next piece that is in the highest good in this moment. I mentioned at the top that there was another topic that I wanted to, that I still want to talk about, but it hasn't fully formed yet. And one of the really cool things about authentic connection and leading with vulnerability and being open to receive one another is that I can take messages in from all over the place. And so there may be something that you have to gift me that will help round out this conversation. So this is where I ask of you to participate. Say something to me if you have something to say. Share this with somebody who may resonate or need it. And that's, that's part of what I want to create here. I'm at the very beginning stages of this community of relentless authenticity, and I would love for this to continue getting out and out and out because I really do believe that more of us coming home to self, reclaiming these aspects that have been long relegated to the shadows and really figuring out who it is we are at the core and learning how to step out into the world in that, standing fully true in our purpose and in our authentic self, is what makes the world a better place, is what creates more power, more abundance for everybody and not just some. So this is important to me. I hope this, again, resonates with you. And I would love, 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 love to connect with you. I'll have in the show notes anything that I just mentioned, as well as a link to get to Mary Magdalene Revealed by Megan Watterson. And by the way, this is not a paid advertisement. This is just me adoring this book. And there's some there's some books that I sweat like hardcore. This is one of them. So highly recommend it for anybody on their journey. I'm going to shut up now. I love you all. Thank you so much for being here with me, for witnessing me and my humanity. And I will be here with you again next week. Much love.